Hey guys, welcome to the eighth episode of Two Terrible Sports Analysts. I am Ashton, and as always, I am here with Colin. Hey, I am consistent. That's right, consistent Colin. All right, Colin, you can see the news for the Big 12. What do you think about everything that's going to go on within the next few years? Oh, let me switch my notes over. <laughs> uh, well, with the Big 12, I mean, I have a feeling there'll still be a conference. I say they'll probably add in a couple more time, a couple more teams. I don't think they're going to crash down anytime soon, but they're definitely going to be way past 12 teams at this point. I think they should rename it to the Big 16. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, definitely going to be more than 12 teams. But um, I think they're going to be doing good because under the new, I guess, contract or whatever they're doing, they're going to include rivalry games and top the top two teams will be in the championship game from now on, uh, no matter what. So first and second will always be in, in the championship game. Um, Oklahoma and Texas are going to leave by 2025. They could leave maybe before, but by 2025, those two teams will leave out of the Big 12. But in next year, in 2023, Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, and Houston will all be coming into the Big 12 alongside, you know, of course, all of the ones that are already in there. So that's going to be quite a bit of teams and I'm excited to see all of the competition in that conference because that's a lot of, I mean, not all the teams are great, but still a lot of pretty, pretty good amount of good teams in that conference. So we'll see what happens and see how it goes. Wasn't Cincinnati like a mini rival back in the day to WVU as well? Yes. Yeah, they were. Cause I remember watching them uh, on TV and it's not as bad as the backyard brawl, but it's not far from it. I would say it's not, like I said, it's nothing in comparison to Backyard Brawl or the Friends of Cold Bowl, but it's definitely, it was, they played almost every single year while it was in the East. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just your normal once-in-a-while game. Too, so made yeah. sense. Right. Yeah, they were in the same conference at that point. So, yeah, they used to be rivals, and it would be nice to see them go back at it and – I just hopefully they'll keep bringing the backyard brawl every year like they used to back when they were in the same conference. Yeah. So the further extent of it is we're basically losing two teams in the next three years, but gaining three teams in the process. Gaining four. 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 Yeah. I forgot BYU was in that mix. You forgot they were a team. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't count BYU of what they done with the college volleyball to the South Carolina girl. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They don't deserve to yeah. play college sports anymore. They shut the school down. That's right. Breaking Gun's been dead for a while. Yeah. So, yeah don't have anything against Mormonism, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you do, yeah. you. I don't care what you do, but whenever right. you yeah. go and publicly have a student session and pretty much don't punish anybody, that's a whole different ball game. 
that tells you a whole lot about your school right there. Yes. So if we ever make it out to the Midwest, I don't really apologize to BYU, but at the same time, hopefully you still listen because the truth hurts sometimes, but it's needed. That's right. That's right. You know the truth. You can still listen to our podcast because not everyone's going to be about you. Just this one, probably. Unless some more news comes up. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, Big 12, look for it in the next few years. Be a powerhouse. At least a good one to watch. You think we'll start competing with the SEC team-wise, or do you think SEC is still reigning supreme in college football? Well, that's where Oklahoma and Texas are going to be going is the SEC. So um, I think we have the potential. The Big 12 has the potential to compete with the SEC. Yeah, I'll say that. Because there's a lot of good teams in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, Oklahoma and Texas leading the Big 12 typically. But, of course, they're leaving. But they're still – even when they leave, they're still good teams. So, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, football. Yeah, football, uh, basketball. They say basketball is usually hit or miss. I mean, they got – I mean, they'll hit top 10. Each team would probably hit top 10 probably five or six times out of 10 seasons. I mean, yeah. they're always decent in basketball, just football. They're not, I mean, they're known for football. Bad right. conferences. A lot bigger name. The conferences that you talk about usually relate more to football than what does basketball. Right. The Big East is still a thriving conference in basketball, but it's pretty much – I don't even think it exists in football anymore. I'm not sure. Maybe you well, don't hear about it. away to nothing because yeah. Cincinnati was a Big East team. Obviously, we just mentioned that. And I think they're part of ACC yep. now. Virginia Tech is part of the ACC. Well, I guess they've always been part of ACC. Well, West Virginia used to be before they went to the Big 12, and Pitt and all of them used to be part of the Big East. And yeah, now Pitt's number one's on ACC now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think the Big East is pretty much existing in football. It's just a basketball thing now. Yeah. Everybody's moved on to bigger, better conferences. I mean, basically. Yep, or more recognized ones. Has to do anything yeah. in the Big East championship-wise – Yet again, when West Virginia made their run back in the day, you had to pretty much have a perfect record in, to be able to get to the championship game back then if you was in the Big East while the SEC could lose one or two games. Yeah. And like you said, like conferences in football, mean a, they mean a whole lot more in football than they do basketball because basketball, you don't really play. I mean, yeah, you play in conferences, but you don't play for the conference to be the best in your conference. You just play to get into the March Madness tournament and try to Attorney. do it that way. In football, you've got to be the best or strive to be the best in your conference, and that's how you get recognized, getting different bowl games and stuff. So it's different football than it is basketball. Definitely. All right. You have anything else on this? Nope. All right. On to the Lakers saga of Russell Westbrook. His lat well, their last preseason game, Russ ended up coming off the bench as an experimental thing. And then in that game, he managed to hurt his hamstring. 
and he blamed hurting his hamstring on him coming off the bench. Do you buy it, or do you think he's just full of it? I think he's full of it, or he's too cocky amongst himself because, yet again, he's not young anymore. I think he's 33, 34. And at this point, he's, you know, as I mentioned before, with Zion and pretty much anyone that predominantly slashed, Russell Westbrook, when he came into the league, he was just there just to pretty much drive in and dunk the ball. He was a very athletic dude back when he was young. And mm-hmm. yet again, as I mentioned right. before, he's a point guard, not a small forward, power forward, or center. So therefore, that takes even more of a toll on a body going against bigger people. So I think he's just wore down from early on in his career. Yeah, he's trying more jump shots now. I say trying because he's not hitting most of them. What he was over for eleven last game. Oh yeah, I was going to get into that here a little bit. Yeah. But in saying that, yet again, he's trying – he's shooting the ball more now because obviously his body can't handle that thing. So, yet again, hamstring is a jumping muscle. So, I think it's just wear and tear mm-hmm. from being in the league for so long. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Russ – Okay. I've started, I know you've started, and you've came off the bench playing basketball. I've started, I just came off the bench playing basketball. And not one time has coming off the bench made me injure myself more than starting. So he's just making excuses for his poor play. Like you said, he went 0 for 11 in a six-game loss to the Clippers last night. If the man would have scored seven points, they'd have won that game. So, well, I think he scored two points. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. What, two free throws? Yeah, which he isn't the best free throw shooter either. So, I mean, that doesn't help him either. But when – Especially from a point guard. Yeah, but like you said. about 75% career. Yeah, for a guard, that's pretty low. Um, But like you said, and I think we even mentioned it, I think it was in our last podcast, slashers, it's harder on their body to slash all the time. We mentioned it with Derrick Rose and others. It takes a toll on the body and makes you have more injuries. So he's just – some players, like like LeBron, for example, have adapted well to the change in the era of the basketball game. And some, like Russ, for example – just don't adapt as well as so I think it's, it's just him shooting more jump shots. He's not a shooter, he's a slasher, so therefore he's just not able to adapt like some players are. And sometimes you just got to take a back roll if you're not adapting to the game. Like, I mean, I think it's time for Russ to take a step back. He's not an all star caliber player anymore, in my opinion. More. He was, yes, he was a great player. One of the best slashing point guards, I'll say, that the game's ever seen. So, but now, no, he's not. He's just getting older. He don't have the hops he used to, and he's just not a good shooter. So, therefore, he can't make it up with his jump shooting. 
And when Madden, he's pretty much doing it to himself too, because whatever point guard in the league do you see averaging more than 10 rebounds a game? Right. Yeah. And again, he he's going down to the Valley of the Giants and that's going to cause more damage on the body. Right. I mean, he's the leader, all time leader in triple doubles now because he, I mean, basically I just say it, he's, it's that stuff. That's what he did in OKC. He stepped stuff just to get that record. So that took a lot out of him, a lot of energy, getting those rebounds over top of center. And so, but he's in denial because when asked about his play, he said, oh, solid. It was a solid performance. He said, played hard. All you can ask for, go on. That's not, that's not how you respond to that. You, you need to acknowledge that you're, not doing very well. If you're over eleven, acknowledge it. Like my bad. You know, I'll I'll practice harder. I'll try to change my game up a little bit. Don't say, oh, everything's fine. You know, that's. I mean, if that is your best, you don't need to be in the league anymore. Right. If that's your best, then just retire. I mean, if that's if you're accepting that as good and that's the best you can do, what's the point in even playing? You're not you're not professional anymore. You're not playing. As you say, 0 for 11, he does just as good of just staying on the bench being the 11th person. Right. I could go out there and go 0 for 11. Does that make me an NBA player? No. I mean. And your hamstring won't hurt exactly. you. <laughs> so, I don't know. Your tailbone might hurt just a little bit from sitting there for 48 minutes, but. It, yeah, I mean, you're still collecting a hamstring. check. Still collecting a check. So, definitely, he's getting overpaid for the performance that he's putting out right now it was it's not like it's all he's just in a slump he was doing that all season long last year so it's not just a slump you don't you're not in a slump for a whole season if you're an all-star like i said i think his days are coming to an end i give him one or two more seasons either before he gets cut or decides to retire or he has a career in the injury because of the wear and tear his hamstring <laughs> might be his hamstring that ends his career. It's that I never want to wish that upon anybody, but I mean, it's definitely bound to happen. I mean, if he just gets fed up with it, cannot shoot worth anything, he's, he might try harder slashing in, but it's just, you can only push your body so much the older you get. So eventually you're going to blow out a tire straining too hard. And you're going to be done. Your career's going to be done. And there's nothing you can do about it because you pushed too hard. You pushed your body too hard and you ended it. And like, again, you take LeBron, for example, he takes care of his body. He was a slasher. He's still a slasher, just not as much as he used to be. He's adapted to the game. He can shoot, maybe not as well as Steph or Damian Lillard, but he can still shoot enough to be productive. Exactly. And like I said, it's finally starting to show with age, but at the same time, it's he he didn't adjust like everybody else. Right. And some people can't. That's nobody's fault. It's just how you play the game. Some people just don't have that gift. Yes, you're a professional basketball player, but that doesn't mean you're good at everything on the court. That doesn't mean you can shoot like everybody else. And it's not a, your fault. That's just not your gift. That's not your talent. You were brought in in a different era. That was, that's not nobody's fault. 
if that was the case, Shaq would be a 99% free throw shooter. Right. Shaq would be out here busting threes. Well, he's not now, but, you know, he would have been out there busting threes. But that's just not – talent is differently distributed per person. It's just nobody's fault. That's just how you're made. Exactly. All right. What deep than that? You got anything else? No, no. All right. This Sunday, we got the battle of PA and NFL Eagles versus Steelers. Who's going to win? The team with the most points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, in all actuality, statistically, I mean, see the Eagles, they're doing well. This and they're averaging everything better than the Steelers. There's a reason why they're still number one power ranking, but they're still undefeated. But yet again, <laughs> being the Eagles and it's being the seventh game, statistically at the same time, they don't usually get, do good on the seventh game of the season. But yeah. and Steelers usually wind up pulling some sort of trick at their trick out of their bag to always wind up beating Philly out. It just never fails, except in the preseason. Preseason the Eagles always win, but during regular season Steelers always right. win. And of course they're out of conference, even though they're in the same state. But at the same time, the Eagles also haven't been seven and zero. Which yeah. if they do win, it would be the first time since two thousand and four when they went on to lose the Super Bowl to the Patriots for the first time. Yep. All right. So you're taking your team. Yep. Who else team what I take? My dad's? <laughs> I thought maybe. No. All right. I just decided to do this topic because I mean, I'm in PA now. I hear, I hear it back and forth all the time between people. Steelers, Eagles, Steelers, Eagles. Usually Steelers come out on top. More There's more Steelers team. But I say, I mean, Colin, I'm going to ask you a question. If somebody told you before the NFL season even started, Eagles can be 6-0, and what would you say? I believe I've already mentioned a couple times on this podcast. I don't. I still don't believe it. <laughs> I don't think anybody believes it. That's, that's insane. I'm, I mean, I'm not complaining as a fan, but like right. I said, no one's – I didn't even think it. Well, I mean, when we've done the power rankings, they were 3-0. and And we like, I said, Colin, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't think they're going to be number one for much longer. And you agreed. But here they are, six, three games later, 6-0, and still number one. That's crazy. Nobody thought. Yeah, and they're going to be undefeated team left. Yeah. Which usually this far in the season, there's usually two or three. Yeah. That's undefeated. But this year, a lot of teams have, well, obviously 31 teams have lost a game. At least once. Yep. yep. So the Eagles are 6-0. and And Steelers, they're, they're still trying to figure themselves out. Yeah, they beat Tampa Bay in Pittsburgh last week. But... I do think the Eagles will come out on top on this one, not just because of the record, but just because uh, the Steelers are having 
having few in in home in locker room issues right now. I mean, they say it's overlooked or whatever. It's you know behind them, but still, it's kind of like the Warriors and the not as bad as the Warriors situation, but they're still winning games. But I'm just saying, if there's a problem in the locker room, most of the time it'll show show in on the field or on the court or whatever. So I think there's just too much issue going inside right now. Well, I mean, obviously there's going to be issues this season. They got a brand new quarterback under center. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's not a veteran by any means. He's just a, it's just a rookie. So, I mean, he'll adapt. I, he's not – this year, I'm not, it's not his year. He's a rookie. He's got a feel for the game, feel for the professional. So, I'll give him a couple of years. Then he'll be better. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I mean he's, – He's got good potential, I'll say. He's got, he's got potential. Yeah, he definitely has potential, but – Yet again, can't really fault the kid too much. It is his first year in the league, the whole nine yards, and he's going up against an undefeated squad this Sunday. Yeah. But you already had the nerves going. Intimidation. And somehow they're still undefeated. <laughs> yeah, somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Like I said, statistically, none of it makes sense, but at the same time, they've done what they need to do this year, which is obviously how you win games. Right. Granted, about 20 years from now, I'd say that they'll right. probably do the same thing as what they don't with Brady and say that they was deflating balls, probably. Yeah, probably. But I don't care. If you can throw a flat football that good, I don't care what you do. <laughs> I mean, have you ever tried to throw a flat football? Uh, I believe we've played with about every single type of football part there was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shoot, I would go out there and throw flag football if I had to. That's right. I like flag football. You got that little extra distance, I wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shoot, you got the same size football from middle school on. Well, no, it may be high yeah. school. Middle school may be just slightly smaller. A little bit smaller. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit smaller. But yeah, from high school, and you got the same size football. So, like I said, I think baseball and hockey and golf are basically the only three sports where you got the same size thing the whole entire time you play. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. Oh. Ben, yeah, yeah, that will be a while on that. <laughs> on those sports. All right, Ben Simmons. Do you think his first game as a net was just him being off to a bad start, or do you think it's what we can expect from him moving forward? And in that game, I remind everybody that he had four points, two for three from the floor, which isn't terrible, but he only had five rebounds and five assists in 23 minutes. And then today he played 32 minutes, six points. He did have 10 rebounds, eight assists, but only three for five from the floor. So what do you think about Ben? 
still doing better than Wells Westbrook. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Granted, I've never really been a Ben Simmons fan, even whenever he got drafted in. No. Nope. So, a fact that it's quote unquote a bad start. He's averaging, I mean, for the 76ers, he averaged a little bit more points per game. But as far as his assists and rebounds goes, he's he's right on track for what he done there. Like I said, he's right. another one of the slashers. He can't shoot. And that's bad because he's coming into the league. He's not no Russell Westbrook where he's been in there for a while. He's been in the league for a couple of years now. He's a young guy that can't shoot, which is rare nowadays. Yeah. So, yet again, I mean, and he's a small forward, so he has to guard people like LeBron, Jason Tatum, you know, and the list goes on in the league because the small forward position in the league is has to be the most diverse thing on the court. So, mm-hmm. and yet again, yeah, he can get his, you know, rebounds and assists, that's technically the easiest things to get. I mean, yeah, those are completely reliant things. But as far as actual scoring goes, that takes a little bit more work. And he's either – and right. his points that he has scored has been in the painted area or just barely in the mid-range. He hasn't taken no free ball shots. Bad, and I don't mm-hmm. think the kid knows what hand he is because – one game you'll see him shooting left-handed, the next game he's shooting right-handed. I think he's trying to see which one he shoots better because he doesn't really know because he can't shoot. Exactly. So as far as that goes, like I said, he's never really been good. So he's not diverse enough to be in the league at his age. Like I said, coming in pretty much straight from college, what, he got drafted in 2020, 2019? Yeah, and then his whole first year he was hurt. Yeah. So, yet again, it's one of those things. (laughs) He's never technically been, quote-unquote, good at the game. Yeah, he's good at, you know, rebounds and assists. That's – I can't fault the guy too much. That's mainly what I averaged. But at the same time, I never really tried to shoot the ball where I wasn't allowed to shoot the ball. I was an inside player. But at the same time. He can't shoot in a diversified game. He's not really cut out for it. Are you going to go against me or are you going to agree? Oh, I'm going to agree, man. He sucks. (laughs) I'm not going to sugarcoat it, man. Ben Simmons is garbage. He just – he came into the league, hurt his whole first year, comes out the next year, they still consider him a rookie, which I don't agree with. He won rookie of the year, took it from all those actual rookies. I don't agree with that. If somebody's hurt their first year, they were still a rookie that year. I don't agree with giving them another chance to be a rookie. That's not how it works. If you're drafted. Yeah, I remember that, too, because, what, that was Donovan Mitchell. It, like, threw some shade and, like, wore a shirt and everything, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Like, it's bull. If – it's not everybody's fault that you're hurt your full rookie season. Yes, that sucks, but you were drafted. You're a rookie that year, if you play or not. So he didn't deserve rookie of the year. And people are saying, oh, he's just in a slump too, like Russ. No, he's not. This is, this is the kid's averages his whole career. 
just because he's on the 76ers, they're saying, oh, man, he there was so much star-studded talent on the 76ers. No, there wasn't. He had Embiid and Tobias Harris, pretty much. That's not a whole lot of talent going around. Yeah, they not now they got hardened, but they traded. And that's who they traded Ben Simmons part of. So, I mean, it is what to expect from him. He's just – he's a young guy that's – Stuck playing old, I guess. I don't know. He just can't shoot. I mean, at this point, he's better than Russ. I'd rather have him than Russ, to be honest. But, yeah, I completely agree. He's not – if he doesn't get a jump shot, he's not going to be in the league in the next three years, I'd say, probably. I would just say anywhere from three to five. Yeah. So – but yeah, like I said, statistically, it's, he's averaging his career average. Like I said, I think his couple, like one or two years that he played for the 76ers, technically, he only averaged 10, 15 points a game. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just under point average, but his assists and rebounds are right there on par. Right. And yes, assists and rebounds are great, but. They only help you go so far in your NBA career. Most people look for points over rebounds and assists, unless you're a center. It's, as you say, unless you're a point guard for assist or a center for rebounding. Right. Yeah. But if you're a shooting guard, power forward, or small forward, they're looking at your point totals. Well, and even nowadays, point guards are looking at your points, the way the game's changed. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's nothing to see point guards averaging almost 30 points a game. And still mm-hmm. getting 10 assists. Yeah. It's just the way it's used to be point guards, almost all they did was pass. But now they're, they shoot more than some people on the team. Yeah. It's pretty much a ball first situation now. Because they're, I mean, yeah. they're the first ones to touch the ball. So they don't even have to pass the ball if they don't want to. They just pull up from. And again, Curry or Dame, just pull up from the logo and just call it a day. But it only takes 10 shots in theory. Right. I mean, yeah, obviously, they're yeah. not ever going to be 100%. They're never going to be 10 for 10 for free. But, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It technically only takes 10 made buckets from right. three to have 30 points. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. And so you don't even have to shoot that much to get it if you get it. So, I mean, yeah, the league average right. is 33%. So, in theory, you'd have to shoot 30 shots to be able to get it, which still, your teams are only getting about 12 seconds into the play clock and shooting the ball now. Yeah, you don't use the full 24 anymore. Yeah, that used to be a – I mean, there used to be a bunch of violations called. Now, you don't hardly ever see it. No, no. Like, I remember growing up in Washington as a kid, you would see probably four or five shot clock violations a game, and now you're lucky to see one in five or six games. Yeah, it's just because everybody shoots so early. I mean, they'll just basically screen, run around, and shooters can shoot right off the thing now. A point guard will just walk down the court and just pull up at the top of the key. I mean, you're four seconds in the shot clock. Definitely different. 
But moving on, we're almost out of time. So just lightly, lightly touch on this topic. WVU versus Texas Tech preview. Who's going to win? (laughs) I've already used my joke once this podcast, so I don't guess I'll crack it again. But uh, I will say Texas Tech is going to win just because I know you're probably going to WVU. You might tell me I'm wrong. But I know you're more of a WU fan than what I am. Yeah. But just yet again, another statistics dive. Statistically, Texas Tech is the better team, even though they got the same record. But West Virginia mm-hmm. don't really have a good team this year. Okay. Well, I'll have to disagree. Uh, I think it'll be West Virginia. Like I say every time, if the defense plays, which they did. I mean, they're both 3-3. Three three. The odds say Texas Tech, value you know how the odds are, about five points, which is impossible. But um, I think West Virginia defense plays, which they did show they could play when it counts. In late game against Baylor, they won 43-40. to 40. That was a crazy game. A lot of turnovers, sloppy play from both teams. But West Virginia was able to – just show that they can play in late-game situations. So I do think that if they bring it and they clean up the sloppiness a little bit, they will come out with the win. Um, go ahead and move on to the next topic so we'll get them all in. All right. Everyone is comparing Bancaro's first NBA game to LeBron's first NBA game. Do you think it is fair for them to compare him to LeBron's or – not not really because the kid's a power forward not a small forward right so yet again that's comparing apples to oranges same reason why you should never really compare LeBron to Jordan because they were two different positions two different areas of basketball technically right Benjero or Benjero my bad Uh, (laughs) I mean (laughs) technically I mean LeBron's he's been adjusting but LeBron is technically a past generation player. So, yeah, yeah. just like comparing LeBron to Jordan. They're two different completely generations. Yeah, LeBron may still be playing in the league, but LeBron started out, you know, 20 years ago. So, it's, yet again, a whole completely different era of basketball. So, like I said, it would be more likely to eventually compare the kid to a Garnett or a Duncan comparing to LeBron, but you know, I'm just a sports analyst. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, so I don't agree that you should compare him to LeBron. Yes, he had close numbers to LeBron's first game or whatever. That doesn't make them the same. Like you said, they're two different positions. I will say that I'll compare him more to, not really compare, but I'll say that he has a chance to be better than Zion because because sometimes Zion plays power forward too. So what you as you say, he's like a switch player. Yeah, which you could say the same case to LeBron, but LeBron plays mostly small forward. So I'll compare more to Zion. Um, if the kid stays healthy, unlike Zion, I think he has a chance to be what people 
thought that Zion was going to be that next generation type player. Do I think he'll be as good as LeBron or Jordan or Kobe as the generation, actual generation type players? Probably not, but will he be pretty close? Maybe. So I think it'd be more fair to compare him to Zion because they're both young players with a couple years difference of each other. They some, most of the time play the same position so be more fair to compare him to Zion, and I think he has the potential to be better than Zion. That's just my opinion. I mean, obviously, if he keeps up those numbers, though, he will be his generation's great player. Yeah, but if he keeps it up. Only, That's just one. Only time will tell, because right now, and again, if he's already getting compared to LeBron, that means that he's slashing more than what he needs to be in this league. Right. Because he's right. Get compared to a young compared LeBron. To a That's the only thing he used to do. Yeah. So yet again, get compared to a young LeBron, I would want to get compared to like a 2012-2013 LeBron. Yeah. Because that's whenever he really started diversifying his game about 10 years in. Yeah. You're right. So yet again, if anyone was going to get compared, if he was going to compare him, I wouldn't compare him to a rookie LeBron because the league's completely different from what it was 20 years ago. As just mentioned on literally the last topic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess technically well, talk. next to last topic since we technically hit like two minutes on the West Virginia game. <laughs> yeah. Just brushed over so we can get this one in. Uh, if you want to talk next generation player, I guess you could technically, I would consider uh, Luca part of that conversation. I mean, he's not. Oh, yeah, definitely, no doubt. Yeah, I think Luca is that guy. I think he is. I mean, he has – I mean, he's definitely got the skill. And Oh, yeah. But I, in theory, I, the only I, thing I, he's missing is a ring. Right. And I think he'll get that eventually. It took LeBron a while to get his first one. So, yeah, I think I think it's um, Luca will definitely be that guy. and He'll get his ring when it's his time. And that kid is basically a mini version of Dirk. He is. He is. And he is. Man, can he shoot some great contested shots. I love watching him play. Yeah, he's he's been great ever since he walked into the league. Yeah, I mean, it's been. Which, I mean, I guess technically he was a pro, you know, pro basketball player overseas or whatever because you're allowed to be pro there right out of high school. Right. But, I mean, that the pros over there don't compare to the pros – of the NBA. So oh, definitely not. It's that was maybe a step above college, but definitely not on the level that he's on now. So people say, Oh, he cheated, whatever. He was a professional before he came up. I don't, they're not, they're not on the same level over there. So yeah, that was like, yet again, that was the year after that whole entire Ben Simmons controversy about random rookie of the year. So people was just still butthurt over that conversation as well. That right. really that happened yeah. the next year. Luca came over from across seas as a technical professional athlete, but he was a rookie to the NBA. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, I I say fair game on that because I mean I would compare I wouldn't compare it to college. I would compare it more to the G League. Is basically what yeah, basically there. Yeah, you're that's a better comparison. The G League. Because I would say, I mean, if somebody was to come up from the G League to the NBA as a rookie, they would still be considered a rookie, even though they were technically playing professional ball. They was getting paid to play basketball. 
Right, and nobody would argue that. No, but the fact that it came from across seas and Americans being Americans, even though 99% of us came across seas, our ancestors did anyways. Right. Yep. (laughs) Ironically enough, they're going to complain when something like that happens. Right, it's just American geography. And I'm one of them, so I mean, don't say I'm not an American. I mean, I am. We both are. We're, we're grouchy people. We're all. Like I said, argument is we technically have a lot of Native American in us. Yeah, that's true. Not enough to like really do anything to be, you know, a tribal type of situation, but it definitely is in us. Yeah. Comes out at times. That's right. I definitely get a little red. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I believe that is all the time we have again. Yeah, it is. So go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. It is still under our Three Terrible Gamers podcast name. Just into the separate. That's right. I don't want to make two. Eventually, I'll switch the channel over. But right now, it's just in playlists. Just go look at the playlist. You you don't need to be lazy. Just go over and look at the playlist. Don't be lazy. So, yeah, follow us on that or Instagram and all that other junk. Uh, TikTok and go listen to our gaming podcast if you're into games and sports like Colin and I. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Yep. Later, guys. See you.